Good morning, listeners. <laughs> Good morning. This is episode 67, Mayhem at the Ministry. And I'm just excited. You know, it's Monday morning. I'm excited to say good morning to you all because the Potter Vision podcast is growing. It truly has become, over the past year and a bit, a really wonderful family. We're all in it together. <laughs> and we're having a great time along the way. And we keep getting stronger and stronger. But it's all thanks to you. And your help, all the reviews you've left, the rating five stars, the supporting us through Patreon. It means so much to me and young Lucas Kirkby, you wouldn't believe. And if you'd like to do any of that, why not rate us five stars, leave us a review or support us on Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash Pottervision. Uh, this week, I'm doing an experimental thing. I'm gonna put a, I'm gonna put a video of the podcast on the Patreon. So uh, yeah, if you'd like to see what we look like as we record, uh, you might want to have a look at that. Yeah, but uh, as always, we're going on tour. The Pottervision boys are still on tour. For a full list of tour dates, go to pottervision.com. You can find them all there. Anyway, what am I going on about? Here is. Episode 67. Ready to listen to the Pottervision podcast? Well, good, because it's episode 67 of the podcast where every week, myself, Lucas Kirkby, and this man opposite me, Tom Lawrenson, we look at a chapter of the Harry Potter books and we have a good old chin wag and we don't flirt. That is a rule that we adhere to. This week, it's episode 67. We're on the Goblet of Fire, chapter 10. Mayhem at the Ministry. <clears throat> Tom, how are you, may I ask? Oh, Lucas, how am I? I am fantastic. Hey. I've just completed uh, the very long prank that you had set up for me. Listeners won't know. <laughs> you be aware that Lucas is getting married in Germany. Ba, 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 ba. No, he's getting married to a German in Poland. And the wedding, why? It is in Poland later on in the year. Though they are having a, a legal ceremony in Germany in February, well, they'll be getting married officially. Ceremony yeah. in August. Is it August, September? The ceremony, uh, the wedding in Poland is in September, yes. In September, the official wedding is in Germany in February. Now, Lucas got on the blower to me, messaged me. It goes, uh, hey, pal, <laughs> as your best man, will you be coming uh, to the wedding in Germany? I go, when is it? He goes, Feb 6. I go, what's the what's today's date? He goes, Jan 10th, baby. I go, it's a close one. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, I'd really like you to be there. So I go, all right. Are there any COVID restrictions that would stop me from going? And he said, I've looked at them all. There's none. I go, right. 
my passport's expired, so I'll have to get a last minute one. Passport's normally £77. If you want a last minute one, it's £177, listeners. <laughs> a few days later, I'll pay it. And a few days later, Lucas goes to me, uh, uh, quick update, you're not invited. <laughs> I go, what's this? He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, only 10 can be at the ceremony in Germany. So I've looked at all the list. Milkman's going. Postman is going. <laughs> the only person I can think to drop is you. I go, right on, brother. Right on. But I still had to... I've got this uh, passport appointment in Liverpool on Friday, which was today. And so today I got to leave work at 2 p.m. to drive an hour to Liverpool (laughs) to sit in a waiting room for an hour. Yeah. (laughs) Get my passport and then drive back an hour and 45 minutes in rush hour. What an elaborate prank. And my hat goes off to you. Thank you. It's one of my best, isn't it? (laughs) It's one of my best. In my defence, when at the time when Tom asked me, are there any COVID restrictions? I wasn't aware of any. And I was like, you don't have to get tested. As long as you're vaccinated, you don't have to isolate. You can just turn up. And then two days later, I got found out that you can only have 10 people and well, can't let the milkman down and the postman. They've got to come. They've got to be there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the 10 people includes me and Martina. So oh, does you, it? Yeah, so we had to narrow it down to eight, including immediate family. Oh. It's not good. Not good. But uh, you never know, the rules might change in the next three weeks. I wonder if this will be coming up in the best man speech come September. Well, uh, we'll have to see. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I hope so. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Tom, apart from your lovely prank that I've pulled on you... <laughs> How's your week been? It's been good. I tell you what, I've seen a lot of you, and when I've not seen you, I've been thinking about you. Oh, it's lovely to hear. What we have went, we been up to? We went suit shopping on Tuesday. We went yeah. walking through the forest on Thursday. And on Friday, you are right before my eyes. Hey, Craig Davies got nothing on us. No. Suit shopping. Yeah, but he was shagging on Wednesday. Oh, yeah, we weren't doing that, were we? We were suit shopping. Top shag of that, Craig David. Yeah, yeah, he's up there with the best. We we weren't suit shopping. We well, no, we weren't shagging. We were uh, eating a Nando's, <laughs> eating a Nando's, and then not buying a suit, walking Which around having a look. Someone order. Some would argue is better than shagging, eating a Nando's. Yeah, yeah, it depends. Uh, it depends who you're shagging, I suppose. <laughs> it's like that clip of uh, Miriam Margulies. Someone goes. Would you rather have sex or a radish? And she goes, well, it depends on the sex. If it was good sex, I'd rather have sex. If it was bad sex, I'd rather have the radish. And she's in the middle of eating a radish. Mrs. Sprout. Mrs. Sprout, before she became the professor. So, Harry Potter-related listeners. But yeah, <laughs> we went to the Forbidden Forest for your birthday, didn't we? And, it was uh, lovely. It was lovely. Now, I played a prank on you, and the Forbidden Forest played a prank on me, didn't they? Oh, what a brilliant I bought prank. me tickets. Oh, it's a good one, this. I bought me tickets. <laughs> it cost us £50 each for tickets, so I spent £100. 
And uh, we're turning up, all right, right, stop walking so fast. I need to get me tickets ready. So I'm getting an email, getting me me QR code for the tickets. And uh, they don't check them. They just let us in. They just send us right in. So you've got, well, to be honest, it'll be over by the time this podcast comes out. It ends on the 16th, doesn't it? I know. But then we had on uh, on our Discord, Dobby96 said she was going in uh, December. Unless they're moving it. Maybe they're moving it down south. You think? Yeah, I reckon they might set it up somewhere else. Maybe they just close it for winter. Oh, close that's it. also so it's always, the case. So it's, so it's always black, cold and wet. It's huh? always black, cold and wet, but never Christmas. Like <laughs> <laughs> but we had a whale of a time, didn't we? It was good. Yeah, we were laughing. We were laughing. We were. You were making other people laugh. Oh, yeah. A couple of people laughed at me going, expect no Patronum, when I was doing my Patronus. Are you doing your Harry Potter impression? Are you doing, doing your Danny Potter Radcliffe impression? Doing me Danny R. And, uh, oh yeah, somebody laughed at me not kissing anybody under the mistletoe like Cho Chang. There's a mistletoe area where you can get a photo taken, having a kiss under mistletoe, and Lucas stood underneath it alone and looked sad, and I took a photo. And two old biddies laughed at him. Ha ha ha, they said. Oh, how the crones chortled. Hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, it's been a busy week for me this week. Uh, tell me more, tell me more. Did you put up a fight? Yes. <laughs> Go on, then. <laughs> no, me and Martina, we went to London. London, London, as you all know. London. You know London. <laughs> London. Uh, yeah, we went to London to see the snooker. And uh, it was bloody good, you know. We saw Mark Williams against Yan Bing Tao, the Chinese sensation. Goal. Yeah, goal. Score. You know, tackle him. That's what people were shouting. Who won? It was a very tight affair, but it ended up being 6-4 to Mark Williams. And we enjoyed the match so much, Martina turned to me and said, said, why don't we just watch the next one? And we bought tickets and watched the evening match between Neil Robertson and Anthony McGill, mm. in which Neil won the Aussie. Why don't we do something like that for you, Stag, do a, uh, a snooker match or a dance match or something? Hey, that'd be good for me. What about, what about all the guests? I think everyone would love it. Why not? I want to go. Why not? We'll figure out when there's snooker or darts on and we'll all just uh, go and have a jolly. Yeah. Put a meal either side of it. Two meals. Let's do it. And, <laughs> and maybe an alcoholic bevy. Yeah. Why not? Sounds good. Sounds good. We're all of age. No children will be going on this stag do, will they? Mm-hmm. No, there will not be any underage bucks in our stag do. <laughs> Begin. Begin what? Is it a rundown? I normally ask if you want it before you ask for it back. Fine. If you're going to give a rundown, I'll accept one. But I will not beg for a rundown. (laughs) It's like the Griffin thing. Is it called a Griffin? Bookbeak. No, it's a uh, grip hook. 
No. I <laughs> know <laughs> that's the that's the uh, hippogriff. Goblin. Hippogriff. Oh, a hippogriff. Do you know what? It's been annoying me because somebody called it a griffin in the Forbidden Forest experience, and I've accepted it, but then with like a weird sense of unease. It's a hippogriff. What a weak spined man you are. You change everything you know based on a whisper. I know, and I think it was a little girl as well. A little girl? You're taking words from little girls. Go yeah. on. Let's have you run down, Ronnie. Here we go. It's the rundown segment. Chapter 10, Mayhem at the Ministry. <sighs> so they have a quick sleep, they get up early in the morning, and they rush back to the burrow. Oh. Mrs Weasley, she's like, whoa, I've been worrying about you. I've been reading in the papers. Rita mm. Skeeter's written this lovely article about this incident that you were all a part of. Oh, I've been scared. Oh, but I forgive you all and you're back and happy days. Now, Percy and Arthur Weasley are swamped with work. They're doing overtime. They're stressed out. It's all going on. And Harry is a bit worried because he's not heard back from Sirius. And so he tells Ron and Hermione about his scar hurting and the fact that he's not seen Hedwig for a week. But they're packing their bags, and they're getting ready for the fourth year of Hogwarts. And that was mayhem at the Ministry. What a chapter. What a chapter, by the way. A little a little slice of a chapter. Oh, yeah, a little aperitif. Back to the will. Weasleys, about a bit more story building. Everyone's chipping in, right? It's setting the foundations for his what-to-be. A fantastic book. <laughs> it's going to be a fantastic book, everyone. It's going to be a fantastic, gonna be fantastic book. book. It's going to be a fantastic book. <laughs> I'm having a good time already. Scenes of terror at the World Cup. Right. But the first thing I want to go into is Mrs. Weasley. If you've listened to the podcast before, which I hope you have, you might remember that I'm not a massive fan of Molly Weasley. Mm. I might, I'm not a biggest fan, am I? Y- you're not. I might you know. be a, maybe a number two fan. Maybe number two, but you're definitely not number one. <laughs> definitely not number one, right? She comes in apologising to the twins, doesn't she? Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. After I heard what had happened, and the last things I said to you was having a go at you for not getting enough owls. Yeah, feel yeah. that way. If I was the boys, I'd be going, yeah, and what else? It's not how you talk to your sons, is it? You're nice to your sons. Go on, feel <laughs> bad. Imagine us dead. Go on, say sorry. Yeah. Say sorry, it's not nice, is it? Are you going to be a good mother from now on? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if I was Fred and George, I think one of them like would just pretend to be dead for a bit, just to get their own back. What do you think now? <laughs> That'd be awful. Only joking. I'm not That'd dead. That'd be too sad. It'd be sad. <laughs> what were you thinking you about know, the beginnings of this chapter? Well, do you not surprise me? The chapter opens up with, oh, they woke up early next morning. For me. I woke up early next morning. What's that? I think it's uh, Outcast. It's Outcast. Um, (laughs) 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 Roses really smell like poo-hoo-hoo. Go on. Now, uh, I don't know about you, Tom, but if I was at a festival... And uh, there'd been a terrorist incident. I wouldn't get in my tent and have a night's sleep before going home. <laughs> First thing I thought of that, they were like, the next morning they packed up and left. Leave immediately. 
Yeah, why they have it right? Leave immediately. Now we've seen the dark mark. There are loads of Death Eaters, and what we need is a good night's sleep, children. <laughs> Back in your tents. Night night. Right, another hot chocolate. Then we're going to bed. What? Another hot chocolate. I'm back to run off. I was pondering as to why this was. I was like, why did they do this? Right? Yeah. And I realised because I reckon, in the consciousness of like, I don't know, the world, maybe not the yeah. world, but maybe the writer or England or whatever at the time, this book was released in the year two thousand. Right. Oh. So. You know what I'm trying to say? Hang on, this is before that, isn't it? It's set a lot before that, but this book was released in the year 2000. Yeah, but that's before it. 2001. Yeah, what I'm saying is... Yeah. There was nothing to, like, you know... Oh, to yeah. go off. So they were nothing saying, oh, to go off. if there was a terror incident, I'd probably just go to bed. <laughs> it's the logical thing to do. I'd you get a good night's night. sleep is what I'd do. Yeah, yeah. If ever you are faced with a life-threatening situation, get your head on that pillar and get some shut eye. <laughs> you need your rest. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed those ASMR snoring sound effects. But to be fair to Mrs. Weasley, I'd be bloody worried if be I saw. Be fair. Be fair to, her. to Mrs. Weasley. <laughs> Yeah. All Once right. again, Arthur Weasley is on the front page of the Daily Prophet. <laughs> oh, he's never off it. Once again, uh, witches and wizards let down from ministry official who was alleging no one was hurt but offered no reassurance. Arthur Weasley goes then, practically naming me by name because that was me. I was offering no everyone no reassurance. Once again, front page of the Daily Prophet. Yeah. It. Everyone's going to know it was me. I'm a ministry official. And they say ministry official in the newspaper. And I am known for offering people no reassurance. Everyone knows that about me. Oh, I tell it how it is. <laughs> they call me Arthur Reinsurance. Which yeah. isn't that, because it's reassurance. But they call it me anyway. That's what they call him. Right? It's obviously me. So this is a... <laughs> He's on the front page of the newspaper more than Princess Diana, this guy. <laughs> Once every two weeks. What's with you and bringing up tragedy? But anyway. Hey, the life was good. Introduced to Rita Skeeter. Huh? Oh, yeah. You know she's going to be trouble if she's got a rhyming name. <laughs> yeah. It's Rita Skeeter. She's writing newspapers. I wonder if we're going to be hearing a little bit more from Rita later on in these books. Nay, hey, a little bit of Rita in my life. I, I can't wait to. A little bit of Ron and Hermione by my side. I am Harry Potter. <laughs> a little bit of Ginny to be your man. When she's of man. age. <laughs> when she's of age. Do you remember that from Mamba number five? Speaking of Ginny, right, what I can't bear about these books is I feel like Ginny's just thrown in right at the beginning simply to become Harry's wife, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the girl's got nothing to say whatsoever. Ever, no. ever, 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 ever. She's no. got nothing to say. In this chapter, she says a line. She goes, I think it might be the first thing she said in the book. Maybe I'm wrong. But she goes, why would they be sending howlers? Not even like a bit, not even an opinion on something. Just a question. A question that anyone else could have asked. Yeah. 
you know, make it more of a character statement. Say, fuck are they doing that for? That's what yeah. I want to hear her saying. Bit of attitude. Ron, Hermione and uh, Harry would have been so much more opinionated in, at the beginning of their third year. Yeah, exactly. We shouldn't have a line from any character unless it reveals something about them. Ginny should be saying, why are they sending Howlers for, by the way? I like Monopoly. And then we've learned something about her then, haven't we? Oh, more I'm in love with Harry stuff. Yeah. Why are they sending those Howlers? By the way, well, Harry, you make me feel funny inside. That's all we know about Ginny at the moment. She loves Harry and yeah. she's quiet. She loves Harry and she's quiet. I think it would have been... I think in that household, it would be impossible to be quiet, being the youngest. Because yeah. when you grow up around boisterous people, hell, it makes you boisterous as well. Yeah. Nature versus nurture. If you're in a pack of wolves, you're going to start howling. Yeah. What, if you, what is there more to say? If you're in a pack of uh, cockerels, you're going to start crowing. Yeah. If you're in a pack of fish... You're going to start fishing. If you're in a pack of dogs, you're going to start licking your own cock. <laughs> yeah. You're going to start licking your own cock, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like, because you were in a, you've got, there's four of you, four siblings in your mm. family. Was there yeah. a, what kind of vibe was there? Were you, you kind of fighting for attention? Were you quite loud or did you just get on with your own stuff? Four people being simultaneously loud at the same time. Brilliant. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, Five I mean, if you include my dad. <laughs> six if you include your mum. No, quiet. No, mum is quiet. Shh. But yeah, because I only All mums are quiet. Mums are quiet. Mums no, aren't getting in the pool. not quiet. She is. She's not getting in the pool on holiday. No mum is. What is it about mums not getting in the pool on holiday? Mums aren't getting in the pool on holiday. Yeah. <laughs> Dad'll go with you. I'll be here reading my book. It's mums on holiday. It's mums on holiday. Not going in the pool. Mums yeah. in the pool. I can't believe it. Mums in the pool. I'm going to kill myself. Mums in the pool. I don't believe it before my eyes. <laughs> oh, my God. If I was in Alton Towers on a roller coaster and I looked to me right and saw my mum, I think I'd have a heart attack. <laughs> Who's holding the coats? <laughs> Who's got the bags? You volunteer every time to do that. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, mums, what would we do without you? Yeah. What were you saying before I crudely interrupted? I can't bloody remember. Oh, yeah. Well, me and my sister are about five years apart. And uh, we did fight for about five or six years. But then the rest of the time, we were just kind of in our own little, own little worlds doing our own thing. Uh, reading magazines, listening to music, me making my own YouTube gardening series. That's cool as fuck. <laughs> Rita Skeeter. <laughs> well, everyone in my school seems to think so anyway. <laughs> Rita Skeeter, right, is annoyed. The ministry is focusing on cauldron thickness, yeah. And she thinks, yeah. Percy brings this issue up. He goes, she's annoyed the Ministry are focusing on cauldron thickness when they should be focusing on all these vampire killings or vampire eating or whatever. Yeah. What are a sensible not, opinion. Are they not equally as important? Right. A ministry's 
role is to take care of a lot of things. It's not one thing at a time. Right, we're going to the top to bottom. <laughs> I understand your point, Tom, but let me counteract it with this. No, come. Okay, you're right. Go on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got the impression that they're not doing anything about the vampire killings. Now, in that case, it's like, well, fair enough. If you're not doing anything about the vampires, you shouldn't be looking at thickness of cauldrons. No, there isn't just one department of the ministry. It's multi-department. You're driving me crazy. It's like like back in the day going, oh, why are they bothering enforcing, um, making it law to wear a seatbelt? They should be trying to catch the Yorkshire Ripper. There's a lot of issues at hand. How many people I know got a there's a lot of issues, but what I'm saying is if nobody was trying to catch the Yorkshire Ripper, I would be saying, why is nobody trying to catch the Yorkshire Ripper when they're doing something daft? You know what I mean? <sighs> You're a bigot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> listeners, we'll do a poll. <laughs> Who do you agree with? Is it Tom? Who do you agree with? Who do you agree with? We won't actually reference what the argument was about. It'll just be, who do you agree with? <laughs> then Tom and Lucas, and you get to choose. Yeah, let's do that. That'd be good. They go, Harry has got something burning inside him that he wants to tell Ron and Hermione. Oh, he just can't hold it in any longer. So they go up to Ron's room, and he decides to tell him. And it, But at the same time, he only gives them a little piece more of the information, right? Yeah. What does he tell him? What bit of information? Is it that uh, he's had visions or his scar's been he's, hurting? He tells him that the scar's been hurting and he says about that dream, but he doesn't mention that in the dream they're planning to kill him. Exactly. He yeah. says they plan on killing someone. He's your classic Hansel and Gretel, isn't he? Because he's yeah. leaving these breadcrumbs, but he won't give anyone the full picture. I know, it's just like, come on, tell the bloody truth. At first, I was beginning to get, you know, a bit annoyed at him going, these are your pals, you know, you got to trust them. But at the same time, I was like, oh no, I've been there myself, right? Because a lot of the time, I don't tell people bad news just because I can't, like, you know, that involves me, because I can't be bothered with them feeling like, sorry for me. I already oh, know. Oh yeah, what, I don't like you that. already know what someone's reaction is going to be. There is no point telling them. I know exactly what you mean. And I don't, I feel weird about people being sympathetic towards me as well. I don't like somebody yeah. going, there, there. Oh, that's terrible. I'm like, a lot of times, some, pe- some people get more annoyed about the, your bad news than you are yourself. I know. <laughs> it's all right. I'll deal, I'll deal with that. Don't worry. It's not a problem. Oh. Oh. Bin men didn't take Lucas's bins. I'm going to, oh, I hate it. <laughs> it's all it's right, Nana. Don't worry. It's fine. I'll take two, my bins out. Two weeks, you know. <laughs> we'll get rid of them. Do you know what made me laugh? Harry uh, Harry tells them all about this dream. Oh, uh, yeah. And he goes, Ron and Hermione responded just like he thought. Right. He tells them that he's having these horrible dreams and his scars hurting. Hermione is going, oh, I can help you. I could read books, you know, figure out what's going on. Ron's concerned. Oh, it can't be back. Was he in Privet Drive? Harry. Ha ha! Just like I predicted. I knew you would react like that, my friends. Hermione, you're being a swat. I knew you'd be like that. And Ron, you're being a (laughs) dum-dum. Go me. Well done, Harry. You're our friends and you know as well. Well done. (laughs) You predicted that we would be concerned. Hey, shouldn't you be taking over divination this year? 
<laughs> wow, <laughs> what a fortune teller you are, Harry. But uh, Ron thinks it's time that Harry take his mind off it, and he invites Harry for a game of Quidditch in the orchard. The the where? <laughs> I don't remember any mention of an orchard. Do you not? No, have they got an orchard? It was an orchard! Bloody, how much land have this piss-poor family got? The orchard! It's the orchard! No, but what I'm saying is, I think this is the first mentioning in the books of an, of an orchard. How much land do these Weasleys have? I know, they've got a paddock, they've got an orchard, they've got a gnome-ridden vegetable patch... You meet these people. House. You meet these people in your life who say, <laughs> basically, they are asset wealthy, cash flow poor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Asset wealthy, cash flow poor. Yeah, they've got all this stuff. Oh, we never had much growing up. We never had much. Just a paddock, orchard, flying car. <laughs> <laughs> Allotments, four-storey house, husband high up in the ministry. We were poor. In and out of the tabloids. <laughs> Getting free holidays. Oh, it was horrible. We're yeah, poor. I've never heard of this orchard before. Also, why would you play Quidditch in an orchard when you've got a paddock? Yeah. That's good, we just... Play around the trees. There's nowhere else to play, like an open field. <laughs> Let's play in the orchard. I think they just want really to show it though. off. Orchard. I know, yeah. Oh, you've not seen the orchard, have you? We've got apples, oranges, and pears. Mm. It's more than the Dursleys have got. What's your favourite out of them three? Apple, orange, or pear? Oh, I'm not a fan of many of those, but I think an orange would be me, my top one. Orange, then apple, then pear. Fruit, we've said it before, we'll say it again. Fruit is, it's like Russian roulette eating a piece of fruit. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you could get a nice bit. Mm, yeah. Mm, yeah. Or you could get something so horrible, it puts you off fruit for a year. Oh, it's horrendous. The worst is blueberries. Everyone's a different flavour. It's like <laughs> nature's bag of revels. Think, oh, what's this blueberry? Oh, it's sweet. Let's have another one of them. Oh, that's sour. What's this one? Oh, it's coffee. Oh, don't like coffee, blueberries. Uh, blueberries. Oh. They're nature's revels. They're nature's revels. You never know what you're going to get. We've always said this. Blueberries are nature's revels. They are. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, fruit. Oh, it's a fickle thing. What will never let you down, though? Individually wrapped chocolate bars. They'll never let you down. McDonald's. McDonald's. Do you know what? McDonald's itself will never let you down. Only the staff occasionally. Forget this. Or the ice cream machine. (laughs) Yeah, but that's only because they've not cleaned it. Come on, clean it, the staff. Clean it, the staff. (laughs) Mundungus Fletcher. Oh, announces, yeah, he's causing mayhem at the ministry because he's putting in a claim for a tent he didn't even have. (laughs) Yeah. Why was Mundungus Fletcher sleeping so rough? I 
it winds me up in this world, and the Weasleys yeah. are guilty of it. They forget that they are wizards. When they you forget do, they're wizards. When you can do magic, yeah, you can, you can have anything. Yeah. It, the world is yeah. yours if you can do magic. <laughs> Maybe he's just a shit wizard, don't know what he's doing. Oh, I'm poor. Magic yourself something up then. Yeah, magic yourself something up. Dumbledore's magicking up bloody a feast for a hundred children. Come on. Akio house. Yeah. Get yourself a house. Akio mortgage paid off. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Think. <laughs> Knuckle down. Akio mortgage paid off. You're not thinking, wizards. Ugh. Akio will. Have someone's will. She's upsetting me, this. Now, this was a chapter full of carry-on style euphemisms. Go on, let's hear some. Don't know if you noticed the two that I noticed. Go on. Uh, the first one was Ron. Ron fidgeted absent-mindedly with a hole in his Chudley Cannon's bedspread. <laughs> oh, <laughs> did he? Hey, stop filling with your hole in your Chudley Cannon's bedspread, will you? <laughs> My favourite one was Mr. Weasley. Yeah. Where's this one? Oh, this. Oh, yeah. So Mr. Weasley arrives at home and then he toyed unenthusiastically with his somewhat shriveled cauliflower. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, stop toying with your cauliflower. Oh, it's a bit unshriveled. Oh, it's somewhat shriveled, though. I'm trying to pluck it back to life. Oh, oh, trying to revive me waning floodit. <laughs> <laughs> and Hermione says something a bit daft, I think. Yeah, go on. She goes, uh, I don't know, it's something that I feel like I would say and then you'd repeat to make me sound stupid. Go on. <laughs> so they're on about Sirius Black. They're like, oh, Hedwig's been for ages. And Hermione goes, oh, it could be in Africa or something. It could be in Africa or something. It could be in Africa or something. It could be in Africa. Such a random <laughs> statement. And also, Africa isn't like as far away as America or Australia. <laughs> Morocco's in Africa. Yeah, that's like and, two and hours. Morocco's on the plane. like you know, it's a bit further south than Spain, isn't it? Yeah, I know. It's not fair. It could be in it Australia be or something. It could be in it America could, or something. It could be in Africa. It could, it could be in Africa. It could be in Dundee. You know? It could be in Dundee. <laughs> it's just as long to get there. It could, it could be in Swansea. It could, right, Hermione, it could be anywhere. <laughs> Say anywhere. You don't have to list places you know. It could be it could in Swansea. Be... Little whinging. Why would he be there? Why would he be there? Hmm? Do you think he loves you? <laughs> <laughs> And Hermione let the lad speak for himself. Ron's like, hey, Harry, do you want to go play Quidditch in the orchard? And Hermione's like, Harry doesn't want to play Quidditch. Harry's scared and worried. <laughs> Harry's like, no, 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 I, I do want to play Quidditch. And she's like, oh, boys. Harry, oh, do you want right, to use Hermione. The Harry, do you want to use the toilet before we go out and play Quidditch? Harry doesn't need the toilet. I, I do. <laughs> Harry went an hour ago. He doesn't need the toilet. Mm. I do. Oh, boys, eh? Using distraction techniques effectively to deal with anxiety. Ugh. 
But one boy who is a bit different than the others, he really stands out as different in this chapter, is our lad Percy. Hmm? Oh, well, Percival. His allegiances seem elsewhere. He's acting unusual. He's, you know, in in a fudge's pocket more than anyone else's. Isn't it not fudge? Oh, crouch. that's our third Cr- euphemism of the day. He's in fudge's pockets. <laughs> is it Crouch's pocket? But yeah, Barty Crouch's pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's saying that his own father needs to make up for a mistake that arguably Arthur Weasley did not make. And how does the rest of the family react to him like this? Molly Weasley starts berating him. He needs a bollocking, I think, because he's right out of line. I think that boy needs a bit of guidance. Because if you're going to shout him, you're going to scream at him, you're going to send him the other way, aren't you? You're going to send him further away from the family. You need to go, listen, Purse, I get what you're saying, but I feel like you're in the wrong corner, pal. You gotta yeah. be thinking of the bigger picture, not just your little role at the ministry, you useless ginger twit. Twit. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you, I know what you mean, but I suppose it's a knee jerk reaction. I think if I was somebody's mother and then I heard my son having a go at my husband, I'd be like, Shut up, you. Whose side are you on here? Mr. Crouch, Mr. Pencil Tash, Mr. Wearing a three piece suit on a camping site. That's who, That's the hill you're going to die on, is it, him? <laughs> He's wearing a three-piece suit. Uh, your dad is wearing a pair of jo- pyjama bottoms and a pair of jeans. Yeah. Whose side are you on? Yeah, whose side are you on? He's got a golfing hat, your dad. <laughs> He's, He's got a rugby jumper. member of the family. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the front page of the news, babe, every week. He's a celebrity. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the twins, no, one of the twins, one of the older boys chimes in and he starts having a pop at Rita Ski saying that she had a go at his long hair once. Yeah. And amongst all of this commotion, Molly Weasley goes, well, she does have a point. Now's not the time. Mother, at what point (laughs) do you think it's appropriate to start commenting on my appearance? Right? Yeah. Shall I do the same back? Huh? Would be nice, would it? No. So how about we keep our relationship platonic, right? And we don't mention how the other one looks. Yeah. You get me? <laughs> I get you, son. And also because Bill's like 24 years old. Like, come on, let him, if he wants to have his hair, like a weird old bloke stood at the slot machines, he can. Can he? Yeah. He's got long hair, he can have his tooth necklace or whatever he has, tooth earring. <clears throat> He's a man. He's an adult man. He can choose how mm. he looks. Has your mummy ever commented on any of your hairstyles? Oh, well, I once, uh, I once grew my hair just to see what it looked like. And it looked awful. Uh, yeah, she sometimes tells me to get a haircut, yeah. Or, or if my beard's too long, she doesn't like me having a long beard. Uh, but I think that's what mums are like, aren't they? Mm. That's lovely. Supportive. Ron's in his bedroom and he finds that his mother has laid out a little maroon dress for him. Ron, lovely. I'd like it. If now on, you dress like this. Uh, my other boy, I want you to cut your hair. Take a step back. <laughs> yeah. Come on. It's about, yeah. It's about time Ron started buying his own clothes. Yeah, let him do his own thing. Let him buy his own dress robes. You can't be Trini and Susanna in him. 
Trini he Weasley. Needs the, he needs them queer eye lads coming oh, in. Oh, yeah. Uh... Oh, definitely. <laughs> he needs one of them in there changing his bloody Chudley Cannon's bedspread because he doesn't need that anymore. He needs he Caramo needs just having a chat with him, sort, sorting his personality out. Listen, lad. Yeah. You're, you're a little tosser, right? <laughs> <laughs> He, do you know what? I was going through him in my head. He needs all five of the Queer Eye guys. He needs the interior decoration sorted out. He needs his own personality <laughs> sorted out. And I can't imagine that he can cook. He needs to sort his personality out and probably, yeah, get a nice hairstyle. <coughs> Especially in this film, it's down to your shoulders, man. Really? Yeah. It was funny. I went uh, suit shopping with Lucas on Tuesday and man has got no care for his own coat. So he'd go to try a suit jacket on. <laughs> he'd take his coat off his shoulders and just plop it and dump it on the floor. I'm there with two empty hands or, and these hooks and coat hangers everywhere. And his first thought is, drop it on the floor. Drop it on the floor. Drop it on the floor. <laughs> it's my coat. Mm. Well, I've had it 10 years, but I never wore it for years because I didn't, I don't like a thick coat because I get cold and then, because uh, I get warm all the time and uh, I never wore it, but then now I've, <laughs> now I've worn it. I don't know why, but once I start wearing something, I wear it for ages. Mm. <laughs> now they're all in the lounge doing their own little thing. Hermione's reading a book about spells. Charlie's sewing up a balaclava. Fred and George are writing some parchments. Uh, Harry is polishing his fireball. I love being in a room where everyone's ferreting away, doing their own little thing, working away. I quite like the atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah, I like being in a library, you know, and everyone's like scribbling away or reading. I like it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you like that? <laughs> Tell me more. I just like it. And it motivates me to work, if you don't mind me saying. Sometimes when uh, when Martina was doing her bachelor's thesis and I had my own things to do, like, I don't know, pot vision or stuff, we'd FaceTime each other across the sea and we would just sit and we'd work together and it'd be nice knowing somebody else was there. <laughs> Waste of data. I hate that. Hey, I was using Wi-Fi. And also, we're in love. <laughs> <laughs> And again, I don't think we've got a whole chapter without it for the past three chapters, but Percy and Hermione have another row about Winky. <laughs> hey, you're treating Winky too hard. Hey, be nice to Winky. <laughs> don't be hard on Winky. Don't be hard on Winky or Winky will be hard on you. Be nice to Winky. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, good job nobody knows about Winky. <laughs> <laughs> Very good that nobody knows about Winky and Mr. Crouch. <laughs> hey, but um, do you know what? Hermione and Percy, they need to settle this out. They need to sort it, like everybody should, with a fight. They need to go outside and they need to knock seven shades of shit out of each other until they shake hands and say they're sorry. Totally. They need to have a fight, whether it be in the orchard, whether it be in the paddock. Whether it be in the vegetable pool patch, whether it be near the barbecue, have a fight, sort out your differences, and shake hands. And if you don't want to shake hands, you can share cans. A tinny passed between two mates. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely, share a tinny. I can't believe Mrs. Weasley took money out of Harry's bank account without asking him. That's just the done thing in the wizard world. 
Do you think? It could be other people's banking for them, whether they know or not. Right. I've um, I've uh, put a 10%. You can put 10% You can pay 10% extra on your mortgage each year. I've taken that money out of your account and done it. I'll have nothing to eat. I've no money to buy groceries. Well, it's done now. I've done it. I'm thinking of you. Yeah, yeah. You know, on the other hand, you have to pay £15 less every month from now on. You can eat apples. How's that sound? Nice. <laughs> but like, how? Like, I can't believe Gringotts are so lax. They're supposed to be these goblins that are so harsh and don't let people come in without all these things. Oh, but they let. Oh, but they let Mrs. Weasley, not even his guardian, go and take money out of his account. As long as you've got the key, you can do what you want. Why else would you have a key? Thieves don't exist. Yeah, I'm just imagining. While Harry, Ron, Hermione, all of her sons, her husband, are running round terrified of terrorists, she is in one of those roller coaster mining carts with a goblin going woohoo! You you cannot confirm that she's wooing. She's oh come on, she is a middle-aged mum of seven. You've got she's no gonna be idea wooing. that she's wooing. That's made. She's up. definitely wooing. She's got her hands up like this. Woo! <laughs> hey. She's wooing. We know. There's even a chapter later on. The woos of Mrs. Weasley. She woos. Oh yeah. Hey, and they're packing up for Hogwarts. They're getting ready for year four. Very exciting. I've missed Hogwarts, have you? Yeah. (laughs) It's been (laughs) ten chapters and we haven't even been in Hogwarts. But it made me laugh because at one point it goes, Harry was stuffing his underpants into his cauldron. Harry, they go in your suitcase. Don't be putting your underpants in your cauldron. (laughs) Two weeks later in potions. Watch this in the bottom of your cauldron, Potter. It's a skiddy, Professor. Oh, come on. It's a skiddy. (laughs) 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 We need bloody uh, that magical. I was like, how is he going to do this? Is he going to come in clean? And he went straight to skiddy. I went straight to skiddy. Right, how many freshly plucked apples out of an orchard? Out of five, are you giving this chapter? It was a bit of all right, this. I quite like being back at the burrow. Uh, we had Mrs. Weasley. I like that she came to her senses about the uh, the the O-levels, what they call the owls. Uh, but it, it was all right, nothing special, but important. We're setting the seeds for new characters. We've got Rita Skeeter. They mention, uh, oh, you're going to need dress robes this year. What's that for, I wonder? Some kind of dance later in the book. Uh, There's lots of nice little things happening. Uh, I'm going to give it a middling to solid three... uh, What was the rating? Apples. Three apples out of five. For me, this chapter had a lot of dialogue going on. Often times, to quote our American... Listeners, oftentimes <laughs> is that an American thing? Yeah, they say oftentimes. Oh, I like that. Dear, it's horrible. Oftentimes. oftentimes, a bit too much dialogue, too many people talking at once, back and forth, mentioning all different topics, mentioning irrelevant things, mentioning things that are soon to be relevant, really winding me up. 
Uh, I don't. <laughs> I didn't like anyone in this chapter, and for that reason, I give it one rotten apple out of freshly plucked out of an orchard out of five. E by gum. Now, I have an enchanting segment that I like to call quiz. Quiz, quizicky, quiz, quizicky, quiz, 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 quiz. Gonna ask you some questions. How well will you do? Quiz, quizicky, quiz, quizicky, quiz, 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 quiz. Gonna ask you about Harry Potter, Lucas. How well will you do? I'll blow you a kiss. Wasn't that nice? I just said doo doo and then blow you a kiss. You'd be saying doo doo anyway. Yeah, I love doo doo. Question one How did Mr. Weasley pack up the tents? With magic. Correct. Question two What did Percy think Crouch would want all his hands on? Oh. Oh. Oh, come back to me on that one. Okay. Question three How did Mundungus Fletcher sleep at the World Cup? Uh, under a coat propped up by uh, poles. On stilts, I'll give you that. Question yes. four. What did Rita Skeeter call Bill? Oh, um, oh, a long-haired idiot. False. It was a long-haired pillock. Ah. Question five. What is the last word in this chapter? Oh, um... Wow, what happens right at the end? Uh, he... Let's go to bed. I'm going to say bed. <laughs> I think you always say bed when I ask you that. <laughs> bed, in it? In it, bed? No, not bed. It was beak. Oh, I was close. First two letters. Pigwidgeon's beak. His beak. Returning to that other one. What did Percy think Crouch would want all his hands on? The fire. No. Deck. All hands oh, on deck. For God's sake. It's <laughs> oh. Unfortunately, Lucas, you have lost the quiz. <gasps> quiz, quizicky, quiz, quizicky, quiz, 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 Gonna ask you some questions. How well will you do? Quiz, quizicky, quiz, quizicky, quiz, 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 quiz. Gonna ask you about Harry Potter, Lucas. How well will you do? How <laughs> well you kids? <laughs> Now it is time for the nation's second favourite segment, the silver medal segment. It's Hedwig's Drubbings. We're not alluding to owl poo. We're not alluding to ploppings. We mean the messages you send in when we allude to Hedwig's Droppings. What's in a beak this week? Well, we've had a lovely couple of five-star reviews. So the first one we've had is from Magical Meg. And she says, better than Butterbeer. Pottervision is one of my favourite podcasts and I wait for the new episode each <coughs> week. From Tom's random voices to Lucas's rundowns, the show guarantees giggles each week. As a fan of the franchise, this is a refreshing and hilarious take on a well-known classic. A must-listen regardless of your Harry Potter knowledge. It is a brilliant show that brings a book to life. Well done, lads. Keep it up. Magical Meg. Thank you, Magical Meg. Uh, better than Butterbeer. Not hard, is it? <laughs> oh, yeah, we had Butterbeer at the Forbidden Forest and it was just sparkling butterscotch. It wasn't very nice. Yeah, but regardless, the sentiment <laughs> is lovely, Meg. <laughs> Thank you, Magical Meg. We've also have a five-star review from Tash Silver. And Tash says that uh, she came across Tom on TikTok 
and then discovered the podcast. Absolutely Ooh. love it. Harry Potter, comedy, northern accents, what more could you want? <laughs> I'd give this podcast five boys discussing a new Harry Potter chapter each week out of five. I don't know Thank who you, these Pat three Elder. other boys are. <laughs> hey, one of them's Lewis Shaw, and uh, let you know who the other two are. Now, we've had Stanier. a message. What, sorry? Stanya. Oh, yeah, David Stanya. And uh, the baker. <laughs> the baker. <laughs> the, bake, the waving baker. Now, we've had a message on Instagram from Vicky Halstead. And Vicky says, uh, you deciding that Ludo Bagman should be a Geordie is an absolute shout. That's exactly what I imagine him like. With an 80s kids TV presenter perm slash mullet combo, always in his ex-Quidditch team uniform like he's still on the top of his game. I like Ludo Bagman as a Geordie, do you? Yeah. Hey, hey it's Ludo Bagman. <laughs> <laughs> I played Quidditch Dungeon here. Now... Dobby96 on the Discord is asking you, Tom, how's your nosy neighbour? Well, as always, she brought in my bin today. <laughs> oh, lovely. Why did she do that, I wonder? She does it every week for some reason. She's next door but one, but she always brings in our bin. I think so she can have a good peek in our lounge. Oh, uh, little nosy. Yeah. Anything and worth it- looking at at the minute? Just me sprawled naked on a couch. No, no just kidding. Uh, but it's funny, Lucas, you keep doing this thing where you turn up at my house at night and yeah. you start like waving frantically through my, the window. But when I've got a light on inside at night, I can't see what's going on outside properly. Yeah. There's like a glare on the glass. So I just see a figure staring into my living room <laughs> doing funny things and it scares me. Lovely. That's nice, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and I will continue to do so until I pop my clogs. Mm-hmm. He's a popper. I'm a popper and I'm a clogger. Now, we've had another message on the website from Maya. So thank you for getting in touch, Maya. Now, Maya says, Dearest Lucas and Tom, my 2021 ended on a high note as I discovered your wonderful rip-roaring laugh-a-minute podcast. I am just coming to the end of book one, but at the rate I'm going, about three episodes a day, I should be caught up in a few weeks. Go on, Maya, three a day. Three a day. It's not that bad, really, because a lot of podcasts can be like three hours long. Oh, don't like that, everyone. (laughs) Aren't you glad we're not three hours long? Now, Maya says, as we know... The Hogwarts school song is an absolute car crash. I was wondering what you think an appropriate replacement would be. I know there's lyrical genius aplenty between you two having listened to the theme tunes of Quiz and Hedwig's Droppings, so I'm sure you can come up with something truly unique. Thank you, Maya. What a task for us. Hey, lads, think of a song. You got it, Maya. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to get back to you on that one next week, maybe. That could be a little task, couldn't it? be a little task for us next week. That will be our first try with a task. And that hey, could be Maya, fun. I've got task. some jobs for you as well, pal. If we're giving jobs out. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they also say, great to hear fellow Northerners in me headphones and through my speaker just having a good old laugh. Lucas, your laugh reminds me of Mr. Tumble. Oh, that's good. And Tom, your Instagram video about the school picnic meme makes me cry genuine tears of laughter. Best of luck with what you're up to, and hopefully I'll see you in Leeds. We Leeds, Leeds, Leeds. 
Wait. Thank you so much, Maya. Wait. <laughs> hey, now we've had two new patrons, so we must mm. welcome our brand new babies. Got Kira, who is a baby Harry. Have you got your lips ready, Tom? Kira, Kira, Kira you are crying at night. I run to your chambers, flick on the right light, grab you and spin you round till you fall back asleep. Just before, though, I give you some of these. Mwah, 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 mwah. <laughs> oh, lovely, Kira. And uh, we've also had a new baby Draco. I hope I'm pronouncing this properly. Uh, we've got Lowry Villenius. So thank you very much, Lowry, for supporting us. Lowry, Lowry Villenius. You are sat at playgroup. You are in... At lunch break, there are children all around you. Are they making noise? They're upsetting you. You are clearly distressed. I run in and I push them all over. I pick you <laughs> up into my arms and... There you go, Lowry. And that was Hedwig's droppings. This has been the Pottervision Podcast. Thank you so, so much for listening. Hey, we're going back on tour. The second half of our 2021-22 tour is starting on uh, Thursday, I believe. Is it Thursday? No, it's Wednesday. Wednesday the 19th. We're going to be in Birmingham. Uh, and I think there's only 12 tickets left. So first, if you want to come, you better, of it. you better get booked. <laughs> uh, we're also in Brighton, but that is sold out. So hope that somebody cancels and then you can book for that. Um, but yeah, we're in Brighton and then in February, we're going to be in Leicester and we're going to be in Denby as well. We're going to be all sorts of places. Check them all out on the website, pottervision.com. If you want to support us, you can do patreon.com slash pottervision and you'll get loads of goodies. That's a thank you from us. Mm. There are over 20 bonus episodes of the podcast. There's merchandise and we're going to be putting up our lovely video diary of us going to the Forbidden Forest Experience. And we've got a lot more secret goodies on the way that we're working on to make the patron better, stronger, and more value for money. Secret goodies. <laughs> Doesn't that sound enticing, everyone? Secret goodies. Have we enticed you? Have we enticed you? Let me put this little flower under your chin. Do you like butter? You do, don't you? <laughs> You like butter because it's reflecting on your chin. Next week, we are on episode 68, and it will be the Goblet of Fire, chapter 11, aboard the Hogwarts Express. You have been the nation's favourite Tom Lawrenson. And you have been a digital Lucas Kirkby. <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Pottervision podcast. The music was performed by Jack Evans. If you'd like bonus content and to support the show, you can visit patreon.com forward slash Pottervision.